coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Dog. Get out of here. We're good. We're live. We're live. What's up? John. Oh, no, what's up? Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Pitmaster oh. and the Dog here. And, Dude, uh, it is a holiday today. It is a holiday. It's, a, it's a Labor Day. It's Labor Day. And we love Labor Day, but it's Labor Day, so we're doing labor on Labor Day. This yep. is our labor. It's a labor of love. And, and our wives think it's a labor of love between us, between us two, but that's a, just a silly rumor that's, I'm not going to admit or deny, but it, it is, it's a labor of love because we love martial arts. We love fitness. We love, uh, you know, sports medicine, fixing people, helping people, um, and that's what we do. We so, must love it because our podcast studio is about 100 degrees right now. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's, it's warm. It it's is. warm in here. It is. All right. So it's Labor Day, Labor Day, Monday. There were some good fights in the UFC. But before that, so Labor, did you do anything good on Labor Day? That's today? That's today. Yeah, today I did. A, I got up. I hung out with my wife. We watched our favorite show, Married at First Sight. Um, so I still to, gotta watch that. Okay. Out, oh, wait a second. We have a bone to pick with you. So I talked. I talked the family into <laughs> watching El Camino because you said it was great, better than. No, like, no, no. Know. That was I said that about Better Call Saul. El Camino, the movie. Yeah. That was just a continuation of Breaking Bad. You said it was great. You said we're the word great. heavily. <laughs> I don't think so. I said it was good. It was. It would took up the story. You can't watch all of Breaking wife, Bad and then not watch El Camino. My wife and my stepson watched it, and the whole time they kept saying, "He said this was good. <laughs> when, when's it gonna get good?" And she kept waiting. And all of a sudden, he drove off. He's in Alaska, and uh, Jesse Pinkman is driving off in Alaska. Nothing happened in that whole movie. Not one like thing. It. You're not a Breaking Bad fan. I said what I said was great, and getting better was Better Call Saul. Okay, Saul. So we're gonna watch, watch five better. seasons of that, and then get back to me. We're gonna watch Better. Okay. So that's what you did today? No, we watched that last night. Today, we we hung out outside. I did a little easy workout. Hung out in the sun. Um, it was warm here today. It was very I think warm. Setting records in California. That was 121 in Calabasas. Wow. So, and it was 113 or so in slow. It's hot. We're not used to it here. No. Our, our power grid can't handle it. The trees can't handle it. No. It, Whole state's on fire. It is It is hot. But So we hiked early. We went on like a 7 a.m. hike. You want to hike got, today? Yeah, before it got hot. And then we watched a movie, what which movie? I think is good. Whatever your opinion is, you can keep what it movie? yourself. Speed, the original Speed with uh, Keanu Reeves. It's from the 90s, so it's, you know, it's kind of cheesy. But it got like a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I watched, we watched it and I'm like, this is pretty good. So then we put on Speed 2. Speed 2, wait, it's Speed 2 Cruise Control. The girl, the girl's in that. Sandra Bullock Sandra is still Bullock. in it, but Keanu Reeves yeah. is nowhere in it. Yeah. That went from being, what movie franchise fell off that much? From 
speed to speed two. Speed two probably has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was it's terrible. It's on a, <laughs> it's on a ship. It's on a boat. It was on a boat, yeah. Okay. It's on a boat. It was yeah, do you know of any movies where you watch the first movie and the second movie is just awful? Um there's there's, there's probably been a lot of those. Yeah, there are, but you get okay, what movie what second one was better than the first one? Well you're gonna say Rocky or no or the Godfather. Godfather. That's the one everyone says. The Godfather. But this, but this Rocky more, three was the best one. Usually movies are not better on a sequel yeah. and uh this definitely held up to not being better. It was terrible. Speed two. Okay. Speed one. Dennis Hopper. He was the villain. He was good in it. It was okay. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is in it. I yeah. don't know. I thought it was good. Well, we're gonna start watching. What about Salt tonight? That's our dinner. Um, like at dinner we watch some kind of series with the whole family, and then the boys go their way, and Heather and I do a little bit of work and kind of watch. Uh, something and right now it's uh we're gonna watch we're gonna go through the whole uh the whole storyline of uh married at first sight married at first yeah we, that's one we have not watched yet you're missing out we're missing out okay. it's phenomenal all right and then but we did both watch something fights the, the ufc fights this yeah. weekend from vegas so there's you have some news with your ufc fights first right you were supposed yeah. to go to vegas next week i was supposed to go to vegas tomorrow Tomorrow. tomorrow, but you're not going to Vegas. Not going to Vegas. Uh, Glover's fight got got postponed for another month um, because of Corona. Uh, that's what it, you know. I'm, I'm not so gonna... so Glover tested positive. He tested positive a, a day where he's working out. He's in top shape. His his buddy, who's that Alex Pajera guy, who's the best kickboxer on the planet, ran 20 miles. And he tested positive, so it's like, what? Well, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but when you test positive for coronavirus, it doesn't mean you actively have coronavirus. It means no. you could have had it two months ago, and, it means and you're you, still shedding dead virus, which will turn the test positive. And you could, you can, or most likely don't, am not contagious, are not contagious. Well, there's no way to know, because right. you don't know if you have active infection if right. you test positive. Right. But the assumption is, to be on the safe side, just they use the, the test and they delay his fight by two weeks. He's not going to test negative in two weeks because you test positive for a couple months yeah. after a positive test. So they don't test you again. You get tested and then it's a 10 day or 14 day quarantine it's, and then you're good to go. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm so where's, so now you just get a flight to Vegas two weeks later. No, now we're going to Dubai. That's so Which cool. is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I do not want to go to Dubai. So it's a short flight, right? Yeah. You get to go to Fight Island. This is history, man. Yeah. And you may have a couple fighters fighting there. So Yeah, Cor McGee and Glover. Uh yeah, I'm I'm okay with that history just watching you know, on TV. I have no desire to travel that far on a plane to go to an island to watch a fight. The other thing I appreciate that you'll be doing, John, is you'll be up at three in the morning or whatever for the fight. So yes. that I can watch it at seven PM. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy, but that's exciting, and I'm I'm so happy Glover has the same opponent. He's still fighting Tiago Santos. So. Yes, yes. So that's good. That's new. Corey McGee's fighting uh, Carlos, Carlos Condit. It's a big fight. You're gonna be busy man over there. Yeah. So hopefully fun. everything goes down and they are cleared to fight and it goes through. But you never know these days. You never know. It's just it's a, to me it's just a crazy game that's. Who knows why they're doing it, but it's a crazy game. But anyway, so there were fights this weekend from yeah. Vegas, just yeah. an hour away. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first couple fights I saw in this were uh, the Brian, what did he say his name? Kelleher and Rodriguez. Yeah, that was a good fight. Quick. Uh, it was like 30 second fight. Yeah, 30 second into a, a, a dry and tight guillotine, which lasted, the whole fight lasted what? 39 seconds. 39 seconds into the first round with a quick guillotine. That's um, a quick way to earn 50 grand bonus. It is, but and and for Ray, I mean, well, he was a last minute replacement, but I mean, that was with, his first fight in the UFC. They said, and to try to get a you know a takedown with someone that's known for his guillotine first round like that was, it wasn't the best strategy. But anyway, so you saw, so that was quick, real. It was tight and quick, um, but then uh, you watched Andre. Yeah, this Munoz. was also Andre Muniz and uh, Fabinski fought um, middleweight. And that was also over in round one submission. Andre Muniz got a um, performance of the night for a really quick arm bar. Uh, quick tap. His arm was bent. I mean, you can't, those things happen so fast. And the guy taps, you're like, why do you tap? And then you see those slow motion replay. And you're like, wow, those reps have to be on it. And that was a quick tap out. Speaking of taps, Michael, uh, uh, Michelle, Michelle. Pereira. Pereira against uh, Zilium. Zilam. Um, it went three rounds. Um, it yeah, it looked like it was going the distance. The distance because this ended four minutes and four forty into the third. So there's twenty round. seconds left. Um, it wasn't even close to fight. It wasn't even close to close. I mean, Michelle just showed that he can jump around. He can flip around. He can do all that craziness, but dial back and still have the conditioning to finish his fights. We've seen him in the past go crazy. I was in it. We were in his dressing room one fight. I think it was a Glover fought in, uh, I think it was in Vancouver. And he spent so much time in the dressing room do going over his flips and his pre-fight dance he was going to do with his corner man and flipping and flipping and flipping and then he got out to the fight and he threw a flip or two and he ran out of gas he just ran out of gas and lost every round so this is a this guy is a huge showboater like flips and flipping into kicks and somersaulting into kicks just totally crazy which is his brand i guess so He's definitely, people pay attention to him because he's nuts. Yeah. Uh, and he came out this fight. They said he had a little more subdued walkout. I didn't see his walkout, but they're no fans. So he had a more, he just walked out. So he conserved some energy there. But then he was like break dancing in the ring before the he fight. He break dancing a little <laughs> bit better than his flipping, flipping, flipping. He was doing like repeated flips. So he did a little break dancing. And throughout the three rounds, he did, he jumped on the cage a couple of times. He did a flip a couple of times. But he didn't do it as much, so he. I think he has the balance now because he's unbelievably big for his weight, unbelievably talented. Uh, but that didn't show through as much because of all the crazy flips and him running out of gas. Now he can res- reserve his gas, and he has unbelievable skill. That straight left was landing like crazy. His kicks were right on, right on. Um, and Sla- then his slaps. His slaps oh, he started <laughs> slapping. And he, he did just enough showboating to throw his opponent off. Who is tough as shit? His opponent. He's like some undefeated or nearly undefeated boxer. Though. Yeah, he was like, he's an 80% win. So it's not like he's a losing fighter. 
Um, and he's he's I think he's from the same camp as uh, this is Khabib Ali or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he has the manager Ali, but he just got beaten down every round. I, I could say I could make a point for all three of his rounds. Ten eights uh, were ten eights. He got. I mean, he, it wasn't even close. And Michelle was just it was all over him. Kicks, punches, slaps. Knees. He was knees. So, he did not land one of those crazy jumping knees, but if he did, that would be spectacular. But he yeah. landed a what a Showtime kick off the cage. Yeah. He jumped off the cage and threw a punch. He did a Superman punch. He's if you were scripting a martial arts movie, and you had to put a stuntman and tell him to do all this stuff, they couldn't do it. Like, like it was like he's amazing. I. I he made me a bigger fan out of his. He was he was fun to watch. I saw that he was coming up on the card. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this guy. He's crazy. But then he had such a better fight this fight. First of all, he looks huge. Yeah. Uh, he looks so big next to his opponent. What did he, he fight at 170? Yeah. He looks giant. He looks like a 185 or at least. Yeah. And he was so accurate. Yeah, he yeah, didn't make weight. Uh, he's, I think he's had a problem with weight. It, it looked like everything was perfect this fight. If he fights like this... Add the little bit of showmanship he did. He did a little. It wasn't crazy yeah. like his previous. No, fight. but I like his slaps. I mean, he was landing his slaps too. There was a, you know, one of the best things the UFC added were they added people's tweets. Like, oh yeah, yeah. They and do. they added one from uh, Bryce Mitchell, who I love watching yeah. too. It's like that boy just got slapped. Was <laughs> this comment on the? They put his tweet he up slept. there. He de- he landed some brutal slaps with both hands. So they do let you attack. Fingers out, fingers open if you're not coming straight at you. Yeah. So you can land the boss root and slaps in. But you don't see it. You just don't see because it. Because there's no reason to because they close their hand. The reason boss root didn't close his hand was it was illegal. It was illegal. But here I'm just saying you don't see it in the UFC. It's and it was effective. Yeah, I mean, it's effective for showboating. But for every slap he landed, yeah, the punch would have been more effective. You can hurt him a lot more. But. Yeah, it does humiliate him a little. <laughs> oh my god! It, it Especially just, he puts it out there like I'm gonna slap you, and then does it. It was it, it was a great fight. I thought. I don't know if he doesn't make it in MMA, he could be in a, in a martial arts movie. I but, mean, it looked like a movie the way he fights. He's so good, and and the fight ended in the last round. He got a choke. Oh yeah, yeah. And then it looked like the tap. Um. But then when they showed it again a couple times, there was no tap. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, I was, don't, it, was, the yeah. com- it seemed like DC got convinced that he did tap. But you can't go up there and kind of hit the guy's arm a couple no, times. Yeah. He wasn't really defending the choke. He, he kind of no. did tap his arm, whether he meant to or not. You could you could make an argument for that ref not making no, a mistake. Not- Plus, that guy got just totally beat. If it was the other way around and it, that happened, it would be so controversial. Yeah. But... Michelle Pareto was going to win anyway. He's going to win no matter what. I I think, you know, I think that uh, whether it you know stopped or not made absolutely no difference. But but it was uh, it was weird that he got a a submission a submission win after all that. Then we had Ovid Ovid Saint Peru. He looked great, man. He he looked great. He fought a guy Alvonso Manafield uh, Manafield. They both played football, I think, both of these guys. Yeah, they're both huge. Um, so these are light heavyweights. And OSP, we've seen fight at heavyweight, too, I yeah, believe. Yeah, he'll go. Yeah, he fought Glover. And he's fought, he fought Glover long yeah, ago, yeah. years ago. So that was a good fight. It was uh, it was another fight that was uh, 
that was uh, one-sided, very one-sided. Um, and obviously Peru was just too big and kept his distance too well. It was all about, this fight was all about distance. And Ovin St. Peru uh, just was able to maintain his distance for the whole fight. He shut Alonzo down in was that round two. Like he had so many unanswered strikes and kicks um, on Menafield. I think, I, think, I think both of those rounds, even up to the stop, uh, the first round was a, I thought it was, could have easily been a two-point well, What round. do you think about that KO? He was backing up. With a left a hook. counter left hook and just just took him out. You see yeah. those, you see those. They don't look like the giant power hooks, the overhand but hooks, but they're so effective. It was actually a, a, a right hook that landed. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, because of his stance. Yeah. So it was his left hook, but he was but standing this way. Right. Oh, he's standing. So I thought he switched because it looked like he switched real quick, but he was standing. But his power and his his height and and just his. His fight IQ is is right on. I mean, even when he loses, um, he's always. I mean, he's he's a top. I think he's like a top three or four con- contender, contender, and always always has been. He's just he's fucking good. Man. Glover he's, beat him, right? Yeah, Glover beat him, but he is really really good, and he just shut this guy down, and they KO'd him with a beautiful rear hand. That was a KO. Oh, that was, oh, that was brutal. And he he has such class, and he's such a nice guy. Um, he knocks him down. He could have easily scored another punch or two, and he knew the guy was out, and he just kind of stood over him and backed out with the referee. Was, and again, you got to be a tough ref to get it between these guys. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. So that was that was a really good fight. I think over in St. Peru should go for the title again. Um, I think he's going to work his way. He was he, just, he was the underdog in that fight, not by yeah, much. Yeah, he was the underdog. He was yeah, you know, it was almost even odds, but he was. Uh, he was the positive in that fight. I think it was 110. So, anyway, so Open St. Peru again. Then we go to the main event. Alistar Overeem. I think he was a. What are your biggest memories of Overeem? I mean, you've seen this guy fight for 20 years, right? When he fought Chuck. I mean, obviously, yeah. But he looked like a different. He was pretty thin back then. Yeah, he, he, was was 20, he was 20 years old. He wasn't even 200 pounds. Yeah, he was 20 years old. He looked wiry, super thin. What was that in uh, Pride? Right, in Japan, yeah. Um, but he's just, he's what the thing that stands out from this fight, um, more than anything else was, um, uh, just it's, he's a kickboxer. Like, you know, he's from Holland. He's a Dutch kickboxer. He's a K one kickboxer. And now he's winning. I, I don't know the majority, but at least an even amount of fights with his beautiful unorthodox, but beautiful takedowns ground and pound. I mean, it's, it's really fun to watch. You know, I think when they were first starting off, his brother was more of the, the, the ground fighter and he is more of the stand-up guy. Um, I haven't seen his brother in years. I don't even know what he's doing right now, but um, Alistar is so good now. I mean, uh, he's just, he's, he's just good all over, you know? And, um, I, I think the reason Sakai lost this fight besides all this, you know, all the store was because of conditioning, conditioning. conditioning. After he came out of, so Sakai is 15 and one, or he was, um, 
I think was he favored? No, I don't know if he was. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. But um, but he uh was well, fifteen and one, and he's quite a bit younger. You think he's twenty nine? Yeah. Um, but it coming out around three, he looked so exhausted in yeah. the corner. They stayed on him in the corner, and he looked done. Um, and then after round four, he was really just completely done. And, yeah. Um, so it yeah. was a it was a good fight. My biggest memory of him in the last few years is when he fought Nagano. Yeah, the, oh yeah. That was that uppercut yeah. KO that just was That's, so devastating. Uh, yeah, and to the, see him come back and fight like this was great. That, that the fish hook, and then that remember that gash on his lip, like oh, yeah. it was that wide. That's when he fought the guy from Rosenstrick. Yeah, Rosenstrick or something. So he's Alistar is just like. Uh, He's just he's just always gonna come back. He's just like he'll lose one, he'll get KO'd, then he'll K someone KO someone. He just he's a fighter. He's a fucking fighter. And he's uh he's been like that for you know 20 plus years. And uh yeah, I remember him in Pride at you know 199. Now he's fighting at uh two I remember he could barely make uh 265, you know. Oh no, he wasn't he's that. a lot different now. Yeah, he looked uh, good. Yeah, he looks good. He doesn't have the same. He's not cut the same, you know. With the, you know, they're a lot stricter on the, you know, with the USADA and stuff. But he looks good, man. He's a tough guy, and he's uh, he's um, definitely skilled. Sakai will be back. That, gr- think, that ground and, pr- and pound was brutal. It was that brutal. Was really brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. So in I the think Herb round. Dean was the ref on that too, and that was a good stoppage. He, he was about. No one to talks stop about it when it's a. It's like a perfect stoppage, and there's no discussion at all. Uh, yeah. Because when the ref does their job right, they're just invisible. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing to talk. And that's about. the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. Whether yeah, I mean, but Herb did a great job in that fight. Oh, yeah, like always, he did a great job. So. So that's what we had this week. That's what we had. That's what, that's, that's what we had. Labor Day, 120 degrees, some fights, and you're going to Abu Dhabi. I would or rather, somewhere. I'd rather go to L. I'd rather go to Vegas five times than go to Abu Dhabi once. I, I'm dreading. Once you're there, trip. though, you'll have a great time. Oh, I will. Yeah, and I love Glover. I love the team. I love Court. I love that team. I, it's gonna be. I, I'm around people I love. Like just unbelievable. And I had a little chat with. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna talk about this real quick. But yesterday, I had a little chat with Tim Kennedy, and I don't have many mentors anymore because I'm so old and all my mentors have died, you know? So when you're old like me, you're like the mentor more. But when it comes to, like, self-defense in and out of the cage, like martial arts in and out of the cage, I got to say, man, I look up to uh, Tim Kennedy a lot, uh, just with the, with the, you know, especially with arms and stuff like that, with weaponry and stuff um i have a guy in florida jacksonville uh master clark he's my mentor overall he's like he's my new and godine walter Godine was my instructor but when it comes to like just what would you do in this situation self-defense stuff when there's weapons involved uh when there's no weapons i i think i have all the answers i really do but when there's weapons involved the first person I go to is Tim Kennedy. If Tim Kennedy was in that bus when, you know, when McGregor threw the bus, the, what do you call the, the truck through it, the, the, the dolly through yeah. it. And if, if Tim Kennedy was in that bus, Conor McGregor would be dead right now. I would bet anything on that. 
he would come out with like he is the 007. He is James Bond. He's the closest thing to James Bond than anyone I know on this planet. So what did you guys talk about? We talked about if you want there's a video where it's that in Rochester, New York, I think. And there's people eating in a restaurant and a Black Lives Matter protest came and they started throwing chairs and pushing people out of the, their chairs and turning tables over. And like, even when people are eating, they were turning the tables over and telling everyone to get the F out and stuff. And there was a table that was in the corner, like in a corner, there was no exit. And the guys came in the exit. So there was nothing between them and the exit there, but them, but, but BLM guys who were obviously very violent and very unpeaceful. So I was just wondering, like, there's like probably 40 people, you know, in this restaurant that were, that were violent, unpeaceful and, and out to do harm. And I was just thinking, what the hell would we do? I would, I was thinking, what would I do in that situation? Because I couldn't get out of the exit. I mean, I'm not going to walk by these people. I could get stabbed or, you know, hit in the head and comatose. So what would you do? So I was thinking like, that would be a, a predicament where you, you have to be so aware of your surroundings, but how do you see these people coming in? They all of a sudden they're coming in the exit where you want to get out of. So I called Tim Kennedy. What would you do? And he, his answer was so far over my head because he's who he is. Like he's dialed into everything. Like, you know, like ISIS had like a hit on him and he was like, come get me. Here's my address. You know, he's that confident, you know? So he said, I guess he has some social media and some, uh, and some apps where he tracks people like groups. So before he goes anywhere, he tracks where's Antifa going to be, where's BLM going to be, where's this terrorist group going to be, and he won't go to anywhere around them. So that's one thing. The second thing he said was he's so aware of everything when he is anywhere that he knows before they're there. And I believe that. I want, I'm not to that degree. Most of us aren't. I'm, I, I think I'm pretty high up for martial artists. I am a pretty good self-defense guy, but I'm not to that. I'm not 007 like Tim Kennedy. So the, his answer he gave me was kind of like this, because I don't even know what those apps are. But I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think it would involve a weapon, though, because I would be, especially if I had my family with me, I don't think I would be, I would feel safe walking, you know, through a group of, 20 angry, violent people. I think my weapon would have to come out. Yeah, it is interesting, Gary. though, but he's someone like that, and okay. his choice is to avoid all those situations yeah. altogether, which is probably a pretty wise choice. Um, some and, some yeah. of those things, the clashes we've seen and the deaths that we've seen happen are when people aren't avoiding those situations. No, but, but, there, but he avoids it when he's going out with his family. Let's not forget. Well, they're he, not burning down his building. But. but he's the first one to go to those situations everywhere else. Like, he's the guy that's going to go to Afghanistan, Iraq, or even domestic things. 
he's gone to. He's gone to Central America, South America. So he puts himself in harm's way to protect us most of the time. But when he's with his family, he wants to avoid it. I have a feeling if he was with his other Green Beret guys, they'd be the first ones there defending the store or defending the restaurant or whatever. So his, his, his answer was a good one. And the people that I feel are putting themselves in harm's way now, you know, you, you, I mean, I feel like without them, we're going to be burning down because there's not enough cops. Well, it's the new Waze app. You just ask him what happened. Waze shows you if there's a hazard in the road, if there's a cop with a speed trap. Waze shows you that when you're driving. He's so got some, some app yeah. like that. For, I'm going to text him and ask him. <laughs> and, it's and the new Waze. And I think he's like secret on a lot of uh, social media where he's like in, you know, with he hashtags a lot. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how to do all that. But he's definitely, he's the, he is the 007. That I mean, if I get, if I get to name one person in the world right now, that is like a 007, I would I would have to go with Tim Kennedy. Tim like Kennedy. like I said, I I am so happy because I like I like uh, Conor McGregor. I'm so happy Tim Kennedy was not on that bus because we would not have Conor McGregor anymore or any of his team. He would wipe out his entire team with a fucking pen. What happened to Conor McGregor? I thought he was going to fight a bunch this year. I don't know. I haven't heard of having a fight coming up. Not a clue. Not a clue. I haven't heard anything. No. But, All right, so we got fights coming up again next. It seems like you're going. They're going back to Fight Island, and there's lots of fights. Yeah, and then I'm gonna. Yeah, and you'll be there for a bunch of them. Yeah. So, we'll so the next to hear event? All about it. Okay, so we got. Okay, we got Karate Hot. Well, this was supposed to be Glover's card, September 12th, next week. Okay, so that's the new main so event. So when they move up to main event? I guess. They moved up Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill. Look, there's two fights on the card. On the main card. On <laughs> the main card, there's two fights. There were seven fights on Saturday's card, main card. Oh, my God. This fight's got... I want somewhere in the middle between two and seven. Four and five is really I'll good take four card. or five, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that one. Yeah. And then after that, there's a... Uh, Covington. Oh, that's got to be a two fifty one. I think before you leave, is going to be okay. Is Adesanya, Paulo Costa? They're both undefeated. That's September twenty sixth. And then is Glover fighting October third? Yeah, yeah. So he's fighting the main event. He went from a main event. He's not the main event anymore. No. And then what is what is is on that card? Holly Holm and Irene Aldana. Wait, and who else on that? They don't have anything else listed on their website. Oh my God! Or is there serious? is there not news yet? Are you wow. breaking news? Okay. <laughs> All uh, seven of you don't say anything yet because it's not. Maybe it's not official yet. We have more than seven. Come on, dude. We have more than seven people. We have more than. Uh... Oh yeah. Okay. So then, uh, and then after that, October twenty fourth is uh, Khabib. Oh yeah. What's that? Gaethje. That's. That? I think they're. That's also in uh, on Fight Island. That's October twenty fourth. Yeah. So there's some good fights. Adesanya, Paulo Costa's coming up. Khabib's coming up. Yeah. Glover's coming up. Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman's on. Which man is money? Mark. Mark's saying some one of that. Some man is money. What's up, Joe? What's up, Matt? What's up, Michael? Yeah, we got we got. Okay, this guy right here. See this, Mark Coleman, who's commenting on our thing. Do you know who that is? Tell me. Okay. Mark Coleman 
You ever hear the term ground and pound? Yeah, we just did it. Okay. Mark <laughs> Coleman is was the original ground and pound. I was at UFC one or two, and he was the wrestler that came in, and he was the first guy to just take people down and pound them. So his he he originally he coined the term, or they they made the term ground and pound from Mark Coleman, Mark the Hammer Coleman, and we actually spent six long weeks together for UFC uh, Ultimate Fighter season nineteen, and we were uh, partners on the same team. We were co co uh, coaches, and we hung out a lot in Vegas, didn't we, Mark? So Mark Coleman is uh, Mark the Hammer Coleman, and he is the original. People don't realize this. All you new guys, Mark the Hammer Coleman is the reason there's a term that's that's that is ground and pound. He was the original, the first ground and pound guy. Ground and pounder. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. And he put me in a he put me in a a choke, which was very uncomfortable. We'll talk about that later. He didn't abide by his his uh, part of the rules, or the. I was gonna let him put me in a front choke because he thinks he had the hardest front choke, which he did, and I couldn't breathe. But then he had to let me hit him with a left hook, and he <laughs> would not let me do that. It could still happen. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> good to see you. Hey, what's up, Nathan? What's up, Rick? So Arturo. So anyway, that's what we got, guys. We're out of here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Happy Labor Stay Day, safe. everybody.